0: Well, on this first Sunday of December, we start a series called Christmas Gifts. We all know Christmas as a time that we like to give and receive gifts as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. As we prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus on Christmas Day, we were looking this series at the gifts that Jesus received. Today and the next two Sundays, we will look at the three gifts which the wise men brought to Jesus. Let's read the account of the visit of these wise men. You find it in the book of Matthew chapter 2, the first 12 verses. Here we go. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east And have come to worship him. And then Herod the king (laughs) heard this. He was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together. He inquired inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And so they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet. But you Bethlehem in the land of Judea. that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. And... Since there was no Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube to post photos of them sneaking away, by the time Herod found out, they were gone. (laughs) Now, this is an interesting passage. The Bible does not give much detail about these men. Suddenly, they are there in the story. And then they are gone from the story and we never hear from them again. Yet... They form an integral part of the Christmas story. No nativity scene is complete without the wise men. But who were they? This is what we know about them. They were Gentiles, not Jews. They came from the east, probably Babylon or Persia. They were religious astrologers who interpret dreams and messages of the gods, you know, the pagan gods. Magi were advisors to earthly kings who sought wisdom, counsel, and dream interpretation from those other than from Almighty God and his prophets. They studied religious writings, including Jewish religious writings. Remember, the prophet Daniel lived in Babylon. And he was respected by his peers. Perhaps these wise men had been studying his writings. They were respected and trusted in their countries. They had a position of power and strength. They were very rich. And they came bearing gifts to Jesus, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, these gifts were very valuable, but they were also symbolic and prophetic. We are going to look at each one of these gifts and find out how their symbolic meaning adds value to the Christmas story. Today, we will talk about frankincense. Frankincense is an aromatic resin used in incense and perfumes. It is the resin of a tree that grew in Arabia or India. A cut was made in the bark of the tree. Then the resin would seep out and form a hard lump. When burned as incense, it has a pleasant and strong aroma. As an essential oil, it has therapeutic uses. It is an antioxidant and was used to help heal wounds. In biblical times, it was so expensive that it could not just be used as a household air freshener. Because of its purity, it's value its strength, and its aroma, it was used in temples as an offering to deities. It is still largely used in religious rituals today. The Old Testament priests used it as part of the sacrificial offering in the temple as prescribed by the law of Moses. Burning incense at the altar was a key part of the sacrificial system prescribed by God for use in the tabernacle and then later in the temple. But as we read in Exodus 30, not just any incense will do. A specific recipe of spices mixed with pure frankincense was to be consecrated as pure and holy. Note that, pure and holy. And was the only incense permitted at the altar. So, frankincense is connected to the function of the priests. And because of this, theologians agree that this gift symbolizes the priestly function of Jesus. Jesus, our high priest. And to understand how much this means to us, we have to understand a little bit of the function of the priests in the Old Testament. A priest basically represented the people before God. Priests had two functions. They made sacrifices for the forgiveness of sins and priests prayed prayers on behalf of the people to God. Ever since the day that Adam and Eve sinned, there have been two opposing forces on earth right up till today, which is the holiness of God And the sinfulness of mankind. These two forces are often clashing with one another. The holiness of God. The sinfulness of mankind. People don't want to talk about sin today. They talk about mistakes or weaknesses. But not of sin. You see, you cannot tell me that what I do is sin. That is being judgmental. You have your truth. I've got mine. (laughs) If it feels good and if I'm not harming anyone, it is okay. Just leave me alone. And that is the pattern of the world today. But it is not okay when a holy God says it is not okay. You see, if we don't understand the holiness of God, we will always have a casual approach to sin. Did you hear that? God is a holy God. If we don't understand the holiness of God, we will always have a casual approach to sin. Until we understand that God is holy, we won't realize the seriousness of sin, the tragedy of sin, the harm that sin does. What does it mean when we say that God is holy? The word holy comes from a Greek word that means separate or other. So it means that God is separate. That is, God is perfect in every way. He's flawless. He is pure. There is no fault, no wrong, no stain in him. God is transcendentally other, totally separate from what goes on here. We need to understand That holy is not just one of his many attributes. No. Holiness is the perfection of all his attributes. His power is holy. His grace is holy. His mercy is holy. His glory is holy. And so on. Our God is holy. But we are not. The Bible says that we have all sinned. We have all done something wrong and we have fallen short of God's standards. Our sin breaks our intimacy with a holy God. God hates sin because sin is everything that God is not. Sin destroys life. Do you see the two opposing forces, the holiness of God and the sinfulness of man? And so the high priest in the Old Testament once a year would make a sacrifice as a temporary payment for the sons of the people. It was known as the Day of Atonement. The priest would sacrifice an innocent animal, a spotless lamb. Then you would take the blood of that animal and go into the temple and behind the veil into the Holy of Holies. The priest would then light the frankincense and the incense would let smoke rise, burning to heaven, representing the cries of the people of God for mercy. And then the priest would take the blood of that innocent animal and sprinkle it on the mercy seat. This would symbolize the death of an innocent one in the place of the guilty ones as a payment for their sins. Now, This sounds like a pretty bloody and and gory system to temporarily cover the sins of people. Why would God require all of this? You see, God wanted His people to realize the seriousness of sin. And so He allowed them to go through all this and to see all this. Sin had to be punished. Someone had to pay the price of sin. And because God is just, Sin cannot go unpunished. But God is also merciful. And the sacrifice of a lamb satisfies God's justice, but at the same time, it extends mercy to the people whom He loves. Pagan gods in the Old Testament required human sacrifices. God required a substitute to satisfy both His justice. And his mercy. This was a temporary arrangement under the old covenant. But we are not in the old covenant. We are in the new covenant. So let me tell you about a new and better sacrifice. It is God's will that we be holy too. But we cannot be holy by ourselves. So Hebrews 10 tells us about our present great high priest. His name is Jesus. And he is the son of God. Listen to Hebrews chapter 10, verses 10 to 12. By that will, we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest, talking about the Old Testament priests, every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never Take away sins. But this man, Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. Oh, hallelujah. Notice that the sacrifices of the priests could only cover, but never take away sins. They had to keep on doing it over and over and over and over again. However, one sacrifice, the death of Jesus Took away our sins forever. And on top of that, Jesus didn't remain dead. He was buried. But then on the third day, He rose. And He's alive today, sitting at the right hand of God. Wow. So the, the sacrifice of Jesus is not a temporary covering. But Jesus as the high priest offered His life, shedding His innocent life as a covering for our sins, satisfying the justice of God and extending mercy to God's creation. You, who he loves so much. Jesus is our high priest. He's not a distant high priest, but one who understands us. Listen to the scripture in Hebrews 4, 14 to 16. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot Sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin, because He is holy. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Listen, Jesus, in His life on earth, He faced the challenges that we face. He understands our weaknesses. He faced the same trials and temptations that we do, yet He did not sin. I hope you'll understand and embrace the truth that whatever you're going through, Jesus understands. He relates to our trials. He sympathizes with our pain. Whatever you're going through at this very moment, he understands what you are going through. If you feel stressed right now and overwhelmed, he understands. When you was in the garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus' friends abandoned him and he knew what was coming, he fell to the ground and he said, my soul is overwhelmed in agony to the point of death. If you face anxiety, he understands If you face shame, he understands. Remember, Jesus was conceived out of wedlock to a teenage mom. Scandalous. He was raised in a small town where everybody whispered about him and called him that bastard boy. Jesus was tempted by the devil again and again and again. When he was at his weakest and most vulnerable point in life, yet he did not sin. Jesus experienced the death of a close friend. He grieved the loss of family members. He was accused of things that he did not do. His friends betrayed him. Worst of all, he felt abandoned by God on the cross. Now he wasn't, but he felt that way because in Jesus, the great high priest became sin for us. God looked away because God is too holy to look upon sin. And Jesus cried out in agony, my God, my God, where are you? If you ever felt like you couldn't reach the presence of God, Jesus understands. Whatever you feel, he felt. He is our high priest who has experienced all the pain of being in a human body, all the emotion of being rejected by friends, all the agony of hurting, of feeling alone, of feeling abandoned. And so verse 16 says, come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. In the time of need, come with confidence to your high priest. We don't need human priests anymore, as in the Old Testament. Jesus is now our high priest. Yes, we can pray for one another, and we should. We can share our burdens with one another, and we can ask for counsel and help. But while doing all this, we can come straight to our high priest, to Jesus. What a significant gift frankincense was was it a prophetic gift was it an indication that jesus would fulfill a priestly role frankincense is considered pure and holy was this gift an indication that the life of jesus was a pure and holy offering to god no i believe there's truth in that amen And we will continue looking at all the other gifts. Join us again next week when we will take a look at another one of the three gifts. As we close now, why don't you take some time to thank God for your high priest, Jesus Christ. Because of him, God sees you and I as holy. Because of Jesus, because of his sacrifice, you and I. Are seen by God as holy. If you are in distress, going through a time of pain, disappointment, grief, remember that you have a high priest that sympathizes with you, who understands you. Talk to him right now. Ask for guidance, ask for strength, ask for an answer. He is not far, he is near. Amen. Let us close in prayer. Father God, Thank you for Jesus. And Lord Jesus, thank you that you came. And that you offered yourself as a holy and pure sacrifice to God. That you offered yourself as one sacrifice for all. Paying the ultimate price, Lord Jesus, for the sins of all mankind. We honor you today, Lord Jesus. We worship you and we thank you for being our high priest. And even today, Lord, as you are the right hand of the Father, you continue to intercede for us as our high priest. We honor you. We glorify you. We thank you for who you are, Lord Jesus. Thank you for being with each one, watching, each one listening. And we praise your name, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. May the love of God the Father be with you. May the grace and the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. May the Holy Spirit, His comfort, His presence be with you. And remember, you have a great high priest in the Lord Jesus Christ. See you next week for another gift. God bless you.